Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up woman. This podcast is brought to you by M&S Beauty. They've done the legwork so you don't have to. Prepare to be surprised. By the way, if you listen to this on a new app called Entail, E-N-T-A-L-E, you will be able to see pictures, shop links, and generally have a really relaxing magazine experience. Hello, I'm Annabelle, and I'm absolutely fine, but uh, I'm always in a bad mood, and I'm starting to think it's just my personality, and that is disappointing to me. Emily, how are you? Uh, I'm absolutely fine, but my phone is behaving like a dick. It just won't give me any more messages. It's only got one job, to be a phone, and it's just not doing it. Um, so as a result, I feel completely unhinged. Now, we don't usually talk about anything to do with children on the middle, so it's a bit of an aberration for us to welcome people with mummy in their title. But the scummy mummies are different. God help us, are they different? For a start, they're scummy. And they seem to have been put on this earth to remind us through their live shows, hugely popular podcast and book, that even though parenting is hard, we can laugh at it. We can laugh till we cry. Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne are doing a noble job of uniting parents through their imperfections, through admitting failure, through blowing up the toxic myth of the perfect mother. Emily and I are thrilled to have them here on I'm Absolutely Fine because A, we properly love them, and B, however flattering the lighting and however Vaseline the lens, we are very far from perfect. Welcome. Thank you. What a wonderful introduction, Ellie. Yes, thank you for having us. So, Helen, how are you? I'm absolutely fine, but uh, my propensity for farting is getting in the way of me becoming more fit. (laughs) How? How? Because when I'm, I'm currently undergoing personal training... And and <laughs> undergoing <laughs> undergoing. I am undergoing personal training and undergoing Pilates because I'm turning forty in twenty nine days time. Not that uh, you're counting. No, and I and I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to spend some money on myself. So I've got a personal trainer and a personal Pilates lady. What a dick! And um, <laughs> but I feel I can't do the exercises to my greatest ability because I feel like things will fall out of me. Are you worried you will fart so hard your trainers will come off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So my my personal trainers will be either, you know, like repelled or grossed out by my smell or my noises. Do you think farting, like everything else... Has something to do with the pelvic floor? Yes, yes. Mm. So it's a compromised it's, pelvic it's floor. It's really, it's a. I'm in a really difficult situation. And the other day, because my Pilates lady comes to my house, I let a smelly one go, and it, it just made it awkward. It made it awkward. Should I have said something? And then, it, then the time went too far. That, uh, and then she's like, No, no, no. You've got to, you've got to part your legs and like move. <laughs> and I was like. It's going to come out. And I should have said something. I should have just addressed it. But I didn't. And now it's a bit weird. I know. What is the fart etiquette, do we think? Is oh, it, yes, I know. Is I it to say, to I've done it. it. Yeah. yeah. No, but I got all. Yeah. I got all. I, I just missed the opportunity. And now I think it's weird. So should I just go? Do you should think I, should I go do you think back? She's telling her other clients about you. Well, there's this one woman. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> Why does she eat lentils before doing the training sessions? I don't know. Ellie and I have got this this gift actually. Like we always before our gigs, we're like, so what did you have? And I'm like, a lentil curry. And Ellie, uh, we're like, six eggs. Yeah. <laughs> do eat a lot of eggs. Yeah, it's a problem. But we're used to it now because we've been together five years. So you know, have you got the point had... where you like the smell of each other's farts. Oh come oh, on, no. that's a bit strong, isn't it? <laughs> Ellie's are quite squelchy though. You do a little, oh, little, yeah. little yeah, yeah. A bit trumpety, yeah. yeah. I did once, we were <laughs> once years ago. <laughs> are you gonna tell the fridge? I am. Story? Well you're <laughs> in the punchline now. Sorry. I'm getting, so maybe not. No, so we were in this um 
we were doing this weird gig in an art gallery and our dressing room was the kitchen obviously this tiny little kitchen and we were waiting to go on stage and um i thought oh i really need to fart and i think it's going to be quite a bad one and so i just sort of panicked and there was this fridge it wasn't even plugged in or anything it wasn't like on there's a fridge and i just opened the fridge door and farted in the fridge and then shut the door and then I just looked at you and you just started laughing and I was like, why did I do that? That's an awful thing to do. I was trying to be polite to Helen, but the next person who opened the fridge might have died. Like, it was just... So, First of all, yeah. Ellie, how are you? I'm, I'm absolutely fine, apart from my propensity to fart in white goods. I, I can't leave washing machines. I'm banned from curries, pardon the pun. Both, both kinds of curries I'm banned from. Um, yeah, no, I'm absolutely fine. Uh, no, I'm absolutely fine, but the fact my house is like is just falling to shit. Like, so <laughs> we have a list on my like a little wipey board on my fridge of things that we need to sort out. Me and my husband, and I looked at it the other day, and it said plumber, electrician, rat catcher, <laughs> uh, chimney sweep, um, interior designer, candlestick uh, maker. Yeah, it's like bloody Victorian <laughs> London. It's, 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 just, it's just like exactly. I was like, is there anyone yes. we need to not call at this point? because this is like fire brigade fucking write that one why not it was just ridiculous I I will say we've managed to tick one off we did get a chimney sweep round the other day we don't even use the fireplaces it's just they drop dust and pigeon shit down all day so yeah we did try and get my seven year old son up there but you know (laughs) apparently that's not allowed or something so um you're Australian Helen Mm. she says accusingly Um, so do you think that it was different growing up out there like in the sunshine and you know was it different culturally in terms of makeup and hair and the way you put yourself together as a teenager as my friend said you can't be a goth in Australia because it all just runs off (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it it definitely was and also too much skin I would say too much skin I because I love coming to this country because I could just like cover up in my opaques and Mm -hmm. and and lots of things and I was a teenager I was a a bit chubby and I was very pimply so whenever like I had Jesus you'd think you'd get one or the other no 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 exactly right and so so everyone was just in spaghetti strap dresses and short dresses and everyone's quite athletic like there's one thing about being skinny, but there's that athletic look. So it's not heavy makeup or anything. It's, you know, it's sort of fit and glowy, which I was not. I was pasty and very, I was just not very blessed. I got, you know, acne basically from top to toe. And I got stretch marks when I was about 12. Uh, so I was just like complete anxiety. So all my makeup kind of memories are, are just like the pancake foundation to cover everything and trying to find like the lightest clothes that I could cover up all my skin mm. um, so yeah so, so it is a different kind of scene I and guess and what was your story. mother's sort of makeup <coughs> routine situation well, mum was hopeless like her <laughs> her um, what's it called routine was just basically doing this with her foundation <laughs> and, and then a, just a little bit of coral like a like a pearly coral lip uh, never wore any mascara and then just a, like like the cheapest supermarket blue eye shadow and that would be about it that would her, that was her night out kind of look so she didn't really she wasn't into makeup or anything like that and she always she had five children every time she had a child she would buy a bottle of tweed by Yardley that was the perfume and she drink would drink it yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly so but my mum was the vicar's wife so she was she wasn't very glamorous it's so funny we tease Emily about looking like a vicar's wife because she's, yeah. she's got a murky fucking past but she yeah. looks <laughs> Very innocent. Saintly, yeah. Bob, I think. Yeah, so, but occasionally my mum would have a friend who was doing Avon and would sell mum 
revolting, not very complimentary makeup, and that would be exciting. And I'd go through that, and yeah, again, pick out the pearly coral lip and things like that, and, and play with that. So that was there were sort of my memories. Of and how was it in South London as a teenager? Oh, well, you know, mainly we just used betting slips and fried chicken bones <laughs> to apply our foundation. Um, yeah, no. So yeah, it was. I again, I was not really into makeup in a big way. Um, in fact, in the last couple of years, really, I've sort of bothered with it really at all. Because I feel like you have a look. I feel like you have a bit of a signature look. You've oh, got your thank black you. on the eye, you've got your red lip. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, drunk middle-aged mother. <laughs> so that's good, if that's what we're going for. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a few years ago. I read I read this book, um, Pretty Honest, by Sally Hughes, which is a great book. Mm. And it has a whole chapter on about red lipstick, which I ne- I just never wore. This, I'm talking about I'm like 37 by now, and i just never worn it. And she writes really well about how you should just try it out and just give it a go. And, and so I had a go. And, um, you know, much like, I don't know, heroin, it turned out I really liked it. I'm not, I don't do heroin. I'm just saying as a metaphor. <laughs> Not yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So that was that. But yeah, growing up, I wasn't really bothered. I do remember my mum. Also, my mum was not. You know, it was the eighties. She used quite a lot of Clairol, nice and easy, and um, and she had a Rimmel. Is it Rimmel or Rimmel? I never Rimmel, know. Rimmel. I think. Like Himmel. Okay, I'll remember that now. <laughs> she had a Rimmel Black Cherry lipstick and she had Heather Shimmer, which I believe is also a, wow. a classic. Do you know Heather? It's like a frosted brown. I feel like I had Heather Shimmer. I feel like everybody had yeah. back in the day. So I used to nick those occasionally. And Black Cherry was quite a dark... That's quite something, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It's a strong look on a 12-year-old. I'll say that. <laughs> it's a strong look uh, at your judo club Christmas party. <laughs> what did you think was the height of glamour and sophistication when you were a teenager? Um, well, who were your sort of, you know? Winona Ryder. Yeah. That was at that ah, time. Heathers. So you would quite like to be a bit of a goth in Melbourne. Yeah, 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 I did, and I dyed my hair black, and I'm very fair, and I was very, very blonde as a child, and I just, I, I looked like Wednesday Adams, like I looked really, really sick and pale. Um, but yeah, but I love that, and also the film Mermaids came out, and oh. I loved that film. I love that film. Because Cher and Winona and they looked fabulous. So I sort of wanted to be like... It's great to watch it again and really and love the Cher character now. Whereas before when we watched it when I watched it as a kid you watched it and you thought you wanted to be Winona Ryder but now Mm. you're like oh she's so great. Um, And was there anything that you would have if you'd had the opportunity because you know Nowadays, people will have their tits done, their noses done, their teeth done, and you know, for their 18th birthday, right? it's all done. There's no, you can't. Yeah. There's no time to accept yourself. So, is it, was, was there anything you would have changed then if you could have done that? Now you're happy with, and you're glad not to be homogenized, and it's just part of who you are. Like for me, it was I, my nose. Mm. Yeah, I definitely because I've got a row of I don't even know which cheek it's on now. That's how much I've gotten. But I've got a row of moles on my cheek, all down my. Is it this one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, as just evidence, I don't really think about them today at all. But when I was a teenager, I became very conscious of them and it wasn't actually that anyone had said anything particularly there were a few nasty comments but nothing particularly bad but I just suddenly decided they were really awful and and somehow without them I'd be pretty you know so I did for a while um take uh, the really again rimmel uh, <laughs> the thick concealer and paint over them which obviously must have looked ridiculous uh, and I think once my friend Lizzie her older sister Rosie just said to me you know we were going out and she said you know why why do you do that and I was like oh just because you know I don't like them and she was like oh I think they're really pretty I think you look better without that makeup and for some reason that that was just it I just, just thought, cleared it oh mm. this older girl who I really like and respect has said this thing and maybe it's all right and so I stopped doing it and it's then weird those tiny really crossroads those yeah. small unexpected things that change your mind everyone could have been because t- you hear the bad stuff 
Mm. You when you were a kid, don't you? Yeah, and especially from a grown-up girl, from a big girl as well. Just that approval thing. Yeah. Just and you're like, oh, and you suddenly feel like you're just kind of being released from that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So, what have you got for us today, Annabelle? I have uh, a theory. I have a theory for you today. And my theory is this, which is that grey hair is beautiful, but grey roots make us look insane. Amen to that. Uh, Emily, when did you start going grey? Leading question. Well, funny you should ask that question, but uh, I started going grey when I was 21 or 22, and it was a sort of horrible shock. But actually, I'm finding it less manageable now, age 43, than I did before because I, I've fucked around with my hair so much. So I've been highlights, low lights, balayage, bloody, you know, I've been purple, green, I've been everything. But also when you're 22, grey hair is sort of an eccentricity. Yeah, and you can say, look at my grey hair, you know, exactly. And it's all part of the kind of the chaos. Now, if I feel even a cent, like half a centimetre of kind of grey root, I feel like, look at that woman, she does not have her shit together at all. There's a measure of control. I think so, and also... But, you know, there is that thing about grey hair. It's a bit like grey hair at 22, laddered tights at 22, dirty hair at 22, chip nail varnish at 22. Oh, isn't it charming? 42, bit mad. Yeah, get, get you know, come on, get your, get thee to a salon, <laughs> woman. Yeah. But, um, as Hamlet never said, but uh, I also feel that with the, with the grey hair thing is that, you know, you, all the visible signs of ageing now when you look in the mirror all combined so when I was 22 I didn't have the wrinkles and the sort of bags and the and the sl- and the blob which I don't want to talk about yeah, yet we'll talk about the blob another time but um and so but now sort of all factored in together it's like what the fuck has happened and um and yes yeah, so I, I mean I, I now see my hairdresser who I'm, I have an intense meaningful relationship lovely guy Parsons uh I see him like every four weeks more than like my mum. So have you got to that really grown up stage of the rolling appointments? Because I think that a lot of it takes organisation and budget to have rolling appointments. I mean, because otherwise I think that none of us ever get our colour done any earlier than like headscarfily necessary. The emails I send Guy are basically like... Um, hi guy I know we said we'd leave it for eight weeks but I've got a thing and I know that you said that you weren't going to be working but I don't suppose you could squeeze me in for half an hour and then I know that then that's only going to be four weeks but then mm, I've got something in two and a half weeks so maybe we could have a touch up because the colour's going to be uplifted I mean the detail and kind of you know derangement and emergency situation is constant or go grey the unthinkable and the thing about going grey actually is you know, it's, it's something that has occurred to me because of the vast expense and the, but it's the transitional period of going grey that is terrifying. Like I would have to have someone actively dye my whole head grey. Or so go that, white blonde or something. So that it would slowly, because otherwise, and my hair is a sort of mousy brown. It's nothing, nothing to, it's, you know, there's nothing dramatic about it. But, you know, I, the, it, the idea of it being half grey over up to kind of the top, the crown of my head. Is, and then your ears. It's <laughs> an entirely depressing thought. And I'm not sure anybody, my marriage, my life, would survive it. Yeah. Well, what I have for you today is something called Colour Wow. There are lots of, you know, root touch-ups out there. There are pens, um, which I think are awkward and look a bit drawn on. There are sprays, which are messy. They rub off on things. They rub off on your fingers. They 
they shed powder down your face. Um, you know, I'm sure there are devotees to both those things out there, but for me, Color Wow is the one, and it's a, it's a root cover-up powder, and it looks in the compact um, very much like an eyeshadow. Comes in various different shades, and it's got two different um, brushes, or one brush, but a double-ended brush. So one is where you splodge the color onto the root, and the other is where you blend it through. And honestly, it is monumentally idiot-proof. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't dull your hair, it doesn't, it lasts for a couple of shampoos as well. So if you're on holiday or something, you just don't need to panic. Or, you know, on a mini break or, you know, whatever. Um, and um, it just saves a lot of time. You just, you just um, brush it onto the hairline or onto the parting and then you just forget about it. I mean, I carry one in my makeup bag, actually. I've only got a tiny patch of grey at the front, but it does make me feel mad when it shows. Um, I've got about four grey hairs. Um, but, you know... They're a bit grey hairs are a bit like chin hairs. You know, you don't notice a chin hair till it's waving in the breeze, and then you think, "What the fuck?" Great big witchy long, twirly thing. So yeah, Color Wow is always the one that I would go for. Okay, well, I mean, obviously that's going to be a lifesaver for me, and I'm practically leaning across the desk to kind of wrench it out. Of your Do you know what hands. else it's quite good for? You know, when you use dry shampoo, which actually I think is fantastic if you've got fine hair because it gives it some muscle, but it can make it look a bit grey and a bit like you're wearing a bonnet. Um, if you use Color Wow. Over that, it can counteract the grayness the color that the dry shampoo gives your roots. If you, you know, if you can be bothered to put all those layers on, then you get a bit of muscle from the dry shampoo and the color that you want from the color wow. What I love about this, actually, looking at it, is that it does it does look like you could just put it in your bag and just touch it up on. I mean, I heard a horror story the other day about someone who had a kind of more liquidy root smudger, root some kind of root. It'll be one thing. of the spray ones, yeah. And um, and got caught in a rainstorm, or possibly actually no, sorry, I lie. It was in the gym working out, sweating, and realised that there was a long line of kind of brown dye dripping down her face. So Color Wow isn't just going to preserve your colour. It's going to preserve your dignity. Should we have a look in your makeup bags? Oh, yes. yes Go for it. Who should we start with? Should we start with Helen? I'm, I'm, I'm so prepared. Helen's oh, is fluoro <coughs> and enormous. There we go. It, it's almost like sort of small luggage. There we go. Oh, you tell us. Oh, oh okay, okay. So There's here we go. There's a big bottle in there. What's that enormous Okay, so bottle? this is a, an ASOC cleanser, which is my favourite thing. Ah, and this is very sophisticated apothecary situation. And me Riv Gauche, as Ellie likes oh, me. Riv Gauche. Riv yeah. Gauche. Do you know, I love this smell. So much. Mm. It, it, I'm so happy they haven't discontinued it. Oh, it's just my favourite, favourite thing. Wasting your reef No, 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 go for it, go. I'm gonna sniff you. I had what a French exchange when I was like 12 who wore this and it just, God, that reminds really me really beautiful. Of, get the gitan out and it will take you right back. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what else? So what I do you use on your skin? So, um, I always do a hot cloth Cleanse with a balm. Yes, and a and and I also like this fancy parsley oh, seed yeah. uh, cleanser. And and now I just slather in lots and lots. Of, I really like the Aldi night cream, and mm. it's about a pound fifty. So I do that, and then in the morning the same. Give it a good cleanse in the shower, and again an Aldi or a fairly cheapy. Um, but what are we saying? Well, the, isn't it great when the needs of your skin is dictated by your skin, not by what you can afford? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you can shove on a handful of Aldi night cream. Yeah, and it's just as nice. And I've had other night creams that are like 
50 quid or 80 quid or whatever that have promised lots of things but actually I just like something pretty sticky and um and my skin's quite dry so yeah I like that and also yeah and I and I've tried lots of different um foundations and I like a Rimmel London foundation which I think is about eight quid mm. but then I like some fancy things like the Aesop and um and I do like my Yves Saint Laurent uh perfume so Saint Laurent you've got a Rimmel foundation in there, yeah oh exactly. and there's also a Nars one oh, in oh, it. you see the first thing I grab is Nars she says <coughs> Rimmel and I land straight on Nars sheer <laughs> glow foundation yeah that is really Nice, very actually. nice stuff. I was that's about to squirt it on the back of my hand, but I won't. No, 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 do, do, do. <laughs> so that's very lovely. And I, the thing I've discovered recently are these Bobby Brown sparkle sticks, which is my favourite thing. Me too. It's I like wear them glitter for grown ups. It's so great. It's a grown up. She wear glitter. I'm mad about glitter. I gave yeah. Emily one of those because it's it's glitter that doesn't migrate down your face and make it look like you should be walking a cat. No, congratulations to Bobby Brown. He's done it again, it Ellie. Is, yes, it is his prerogative. <laughs> it is his prerogative, <laughs> and he's, he's, he's nailed it. And this is my. I wear this every day uh, this is called ombre cream stick long I don't even know how do, how do I say that fancy Annabelle um, so that exactly is exactly the way you said it yes anyway so that's very I like nice. being fancy Annabelle <laughs> I, <know. laughs> yeah. I mean it's the perfect name for you <laughs> yes and my favorite absolute favorite lipstick is model's own which is I think about six quid from um, Amazon yeah, my favorite lipstick is from Primark's two quid and it's really really sticky and clearly full of god knows what and it lasts yeah. for hours this is pink are you sure mint? it's not a print stick <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so, so sticky awesome. Glitter glue, yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's my favourite. And the other thing that I've I've discovered in the last year is getting my nails done. I know it sounds very obvious, but that makes me incredibly happy. Like a proper acrylic situation. Yeah, no, these are my nails, but these have are just they? Got, yeah. Is these, it shellac? No, that's, that's SNS. Have you not heard, heard of SNS? No, what is SNS? New thing. I've got it as well. So yeah, it's I was like, going to say you both have got fabulous it's, nails. It's like shellac, but it's it's mental. So what they do is they um they dip your nails in pots of powder. Which sounds crackers. Chelsea knows. Chelsea's nodding. Uh, listeners, Chelsea's our producer, and she's twelve. It yeah, takes about 12. as long as as shellac. It costs the same money, but you end up with basically like it's. A, I think it's. It must be what they put on cars. I don't know. It's yes. absolutely indestructible. And it doesn't, doesn't peel strip your. I, I can't keep the moment I rummage in my handbag, my nails no. are all chipped. I'm like, I can't keep them. Come. She needs to come to come South London. Yes. Go to Gloss. Gloss. Okay, yes. we're coming. Yeah. How much? Because 25 quid no and it lasts lasts much longer yeah about three weeks you can't go to four but you look weird yeah Um, it just just, just (laughs) grows out (laughs) metaphor for life generally hides the dirt is the main thing I know I like that you can you can yes you can you can do this whole civilization's under here yeah exactly right but yeah this is like so hard wearing it is it's like something that you put on a car bonnet uh, and it makes me feel fab so there we are. Do you want anything else? Do you yes, want anything I want to see else? everything. Um, so do you wear different makeup when you're on stage from the, what you wear in the day? Do you have different, you know, day, party, yeah, stage? Yeah, yeah. So I think sometimes I'll, I'll use like the fancier stuff, the NARS, uh, for, for um, on stage because it is hot and sweaty and you're under really hot lights. And I like me MAC powder pressed, you know. I think powder's made a comeback. It's good. I like yeah, I'm mattification. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that what it's called at the moment? Uh, what else have I got here? And I do like a an, a concealer. There's there's my Mac concealer. Okay, so it's quite a lot of Mac. Yeah, and then I've. I got think women of around forty really trust Mac without feeling bored and dispirited yeah. by it. You know. And also, I went to Heathrow six hours early before a flight, and I spent <laughs> all my money in Mac. And I, there was a nice lady, and I went, "Oh yes, I do need that. I do." And a Bare Minerals 
Uh, Did you mean blush. to be six hours early? Well, yes. We, we, I don't like being late. Um, <laughs> so, and Ellie and I were driving back from a gig in Birmingham, I think. Yeah. And we, we left extra long, extra early because you don't want to be stuck on a motorway and thinking, For sure. No. And you were going to Australia as well, which is, yeah. yeah. Really. If you missed that flight, that's a commitment. Yeah, yeah. who'd do that, Ellie? Yeah. My brother, twice. Not your brother. <laughs> um, there and back. <laughs> Ellie, have you been to Australia? We visited Helen's homeland. I have been to Australia, weirdly, for about four days. But I did like it. It was on my way back from like a year abroad. So, oh. uh, yeah, I did. I, it was lovely. How did um, you to meet and um, we met at uh, doing stand-up in a in a on a, on a um a sh- in a shipping container under a flyover in deptford uh, sounds like drugs it sounds like yes. we met doing drugs it had basically. that feel it did, it did have <laughs> that so yeah that was that was five and a half years yeah, ago exactly. do you remember what your first impression of each other was yeah. i just thought she was magic yeah she just got up on stage and did this you know very funny bit of comedy and i just assumed she'd been doing it for years and she was i just thought wow she's great yeah i, I just thought ellie was the coolest woman i've ever seen well, she oh, is clearly she is so cool she was wearing a, a denim no you're wearing a leather jacket and she did some she, hilarious material and i literally thought she'd been doing comedy well emily and i well. both agree ellie uh, will be able to do something this, that ellie is eminently crushable Oh, that's well, as in as in like you as want in, to <laughs> smash me up with one of those cranes. That exactly that. That's don't, oh, that's lovely. Enough schmaltz. Let's go through your makeup bag, which <laughs> yeah. is improbably glittery and sparkly. Where did you get oh, that? Look at that naughty that's, little um, number from. I got that. We were where were we? We were in Cornwall or something, yes. going to some festival, and we popped into Asda to get some wine. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, I've got to have that. I mean, it's an evening bag. Uh, isn't before it? we do, I just want to say, going back to you're going back to hot cloth cleansing. Yeah. I just want to say, I've seen Helen hot cloth cleanse. My favourite time. <laughs> Helen did a hot cloth cleanse. So after the after we do a stage show, it's sort of tradition now. We like to go for a curry with our driver, usually my dad or sometimes our mate Steve. So we all go for a curry because often we, we're in these little towns and it's the only place that's open apart from anything else at 11 o'clock at night. So we were having this curry with Steve and, you know, they bring the, the nice hot flannels round after so you can wipe your hands. Or if you're Helen, right... <laughs> You get that you just put the flannel all over your face oh, and like wipe it like you're scrubbing a very dirty window, like a chamois leather. And like we do wear quite a lot of slap on stage, so she was like, "Oh yeah." And she put down this flannel, and it was just smeared with bright pink lipstick and orange and black. <laughs> Me and Steve were like, "What are you doing?" The waiter comes over, just like, "Ah, uh, mint." Uh, <laughs> So I'm yeah. Sorry to the people at the Taj Mahal restaurant. I'm really <laughs> sorry. I've never done that again. But every time the hot towels come out at the curry restaurant, Ellie's like, "Gonna wash your face." Yeah, have the time for your facial. How long have you been in England for? Twelve years. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's taking a while for you to. Yeah, yeah. and it was like because I, I worked at the Courtauld, which is quite a fancy yeah. place. And I was in the development team, which is all about fundraising. And I said very loudly one day, are we going to invite Viscount Lindley? And everyone vomited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive back into Ellie's yeah, makeup sorry. bag. So makeup bag. So this is sort of, I, I normally have like a bigger one for, but it honestly is like a suitcase because it's got toothbrushes and deodorants it and hairsprays. It like, like some kind of out. puzzle. Yeah. So this oh, is me as the one. hourglass. Yes, I've got, I've got an hourglass. You know what you're fucking doing. Ambient light powder. Which I one? Don't. Can I see? That's, uh, yeah. I feel, I say, if I don't, I know it's the, it's the fashion, isn't it, to wear just foundation. If I don't put powder on, I, I feel I'm not finished. It's like when you, you start trying to go out when you haven't brushed your teeth. So I'm not here, I like a mix of, so that's that's an expensive foundation. That's a Giorgio Armani Is it the Maestro? Fabric. No, that's Power Fabric, that. The Giorgio Armani Maestro and Power Fabric foundation is sort of famously the best in the world. 
Yeah, it is good, oh, and it's like good it. for being on camera. And I always, I take it with me, and you know, not to be a wanker, but give it to makeup artists, and they go, "Oh, yeah, 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 we'll put that on you and stuff." So mm. yeah, it's good. So they like that. But then I've got the Collection Two Thousand Concealer, which is two ninety nine. Mm. Collection. Yeah, collect collection, and what used to be called Collection Two Thousand. Now I think from? for obvious reasons, uh, Super Drugs. It's like that. It's like they're cheapy. Their cheapy range. Have you not heard of collection? No, I have now. Get yourself down down the drug. <laughs> get, get, get on with it, Annabelle. Two ninety nine. Yeah. Sort yourself out, Annabelle. They also do a very nice um, liquid lipstick that's not drying. Ooh, like I love a matte. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got um, that stain What's matte. in that NARS thing, Ellie? That, of course, tediously, it's it's the orgasm. The Lusher. orgasm. Blusher and the inevitable Charlotte Tilbury, which is an eye shadow That's pencil. smoky emerald for hazel eyes, because yeah. I like to tell myself I've got hazel eyes. They're just a sort of murky Purple green. for brown eyes, brown for blue eyes. Oh. No, sorry, purple for green eyes, brown for blue eyes. Oh, there we go. So there yeah, and go. this is my favourite lipstick. This is Mac. Uh, so showed is that, that makeup artist. Is that what you're wearing That's now? That's what I'm wearing now. It's really fab. So it's a sort of orangey red, but not too orange. Mm. It's a bit more orangey than Lady Danger, um, but yeah. See, I like a ruby woo. Yeah. Do, do you proper yeah. red? Yeah. 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 Um, and what about what do you? What's your been your life in sort of fragrances? Do you remember your starter scent? Charlie Red, because you could get it from the pharmacy for like what fifteen dollars or seven quid or something and I I bought some the other day the body spray just a little hint of teenage-ness I liked it I what wonder what impulse would smell like now mm. I definitely Inky had a pinkies. flirt with impulse when yeah. I, was. I thought that a you know people vomiting would vomiting flowers that would be my guess that's <laughs> was what that I remember the one where the adv- was that the one with the advert where men would appear with bunches of flowers when the ladies sprayed on yes. yeah they couldn't resist the, the smell mm. I think I thought that would happen Yes. No. It didn't happen. It was just merely for covering up BO after PE, I think. <laughs> that was that was my thing. Or if you felt a bit periody at school, you would um, inky and, and, uh, and what next? After that, I loved, in my 20s, the Jean-Paul Gaultier. The one with the bottle. The, yeah, the one in the in the, can, in the, the corset. Can. Yeah. The Madonna one. Yeah, the that was. Was that thing he did with Antoine de Con? Euro. Euro trash. Euro trash, oh, exactly. Yes. Yeah, mm. Oh, I love him. I'd yeah. say bring yeah. it back, but in the current climate, <laughs> probably can't get the visas. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, really. uh, and what came next? What was your. What came next? Isimiyaki. Oh. And then the Kenzo flower. You know the what that that bottle with the the, the single flower. There's love a the theme Kenzo. here. You seem to yeah. be drawn to the to the bottles. Yes, I do like a fancy bottle. The satisfying yeah. kind of shelfy. Mm. And then the Yves Saint Laurent Paris, which is a bit daggy, but I do like it. And then what does daggy mean? Like uncool. Is yeah, it? yeah. Don't you remember that from watching Neighbours? Come on. You're looking daggy. You didn't yeah. know what it meant a then. Bit dowdy, bit, yeah. bit, you know. Plain Jane's super drip brain yes, was incredibly exactly daggy. Right. Yeah. Until the big reveal. Dun, dun, dun. And then <laughs> Guy Pierce. <gasps> I love him. He's such a lovely man. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, and then back to Yves. Reeve Gauche again. And that's where you've landed. Yeah. Locked and loaded. Yeah, I love it. I what about you, Annie? I'm very impressed by your perfume history is much more varied than mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I was not really super into it growing up and then 
um, in my because I, I actually don't like I'd say 99% of perfumes which makes it hard <laughs> I, even ones I like after about two hours I just feel irritated by also it's quite hard if you don't like them then to because you can't spray one on in a shop and then you have to wait like 20 minutes before that evaporates so it would be quite a commitment for you to find something in a shop right yeah it's quite hard and I don't like flowery scents I don't like vanilla so that rules out again probably about 70% of perfumes <laughs> so I did find one in my 20 that I liked called uh, Paco Rabanne Excess Poor L um, and then they stopped making it really annoyingly they still make the men's Bastards. version Typical. but they stopped making the women's version and bless him my husband who was my boyfriend at the time um, he knew I really liked it and I was pissed off that they'd stopped making it so he went online and he somehow found like some dodgy shop that had like a, a box of like this leftover perfume and he bought it for my birthday and he bought three bottles <laughs> Now, as we know, even like perfume does go off. So even though I was spraying it every day, there came a point where I got about halfway through the second bottle and it just smelled like cat's piss. And I had to go, I really appreciate the effort you went to, but this Aww. is, it's all over. And that was years ago. And then, yeah, and then just recently, a couple of years ago, I got into the Joe Malone, what's it, the one I like? We see Sage. Wild. Bay. Wild sage and sea salt. Wild yeah, sage and yeah. sea salt. Yes. And then very embarrassingly, uh, Helen met Joe Malone. Oh she was God. on Woman's Hour with Joe Malone. I wasn't there. And um, I said, oh, we were WhatsApping. I said, oh, tell her I love wild sage and sea salt. And she did. And Joe Malone went, I didn't make that one. It was oh made God. after she'd sold her company. So I felt really terrible for telling and say that. But I'm like you. I like fruit and flower smells, or like single notes. So I wear fig smells or lemon smells. I don't, you know, I'm less into the florals. They, I can't mm. live with them at all. You like florals. You like iris smells and powdery. And yeah. And I like a bit of oud as well. I don't know. I I, I just, I don't have a particular What are you wearing? You're wearing thing. that Romilly Wilde at the uh, moment, I'm wearing Romilly Wilde called Idol, which, mm. uh, as in lazy, as opposed <laughs> to um, an idol. Um, and I'm also a, a new Hermes one called, oh, I want to say it's the Bleu de something de something. Bleu de bleu de bleu. Bleu de something. Oyster de bleu. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, I, which has got a saltiness to it. And I really like that. And also, when you're when you're on stage, you've got your makeup on. But do, do you always wear your gold cat suits on stage? Yes, it's required by the audience. Like we we have rocked up to oh, Waterstones in Reading, and the lady was like, "Why aren't you wearing your gold cat suits?" And we're like, "Do we have to?" And they're like, "Yeah, you do. You you actually do." There's an anticipation. Quite relaxing though to have a uniform, not yeah. have to do that thing of oh god, what's it going to be tonight? Exactly. But I mean, we did do a gig last week with um, for the Standard Issue podcast, which is with Sarah Milliken and uh, Sally Phillips and we didn't wear it then because we just thought it would be weird mm. we were going to wear like our pink vagina cat suits on stage next to two fabulous comedians just wearing you know jeans and a t-shirt and it just didn't have the right vibe yeah. so yeah and we do have a rule we do only wear them when we're together because mm. as we always say like two women in the same very tight cat suit is funny one is just weird yeah. <laughs> a little bit attention seeky in a, a sad way yeah yeah, yeah exactly so. right we talk a lot as you know about on the middle about madness and imperfection and just I guess in terms of the the feedback that you get and the the, the work that you do and the you know and your name your collective name how do you feel about the the, the perfection myth that's that's peddled to everybody peddled to mothers peddled to women oh it's complete bullshit and and nobody is perfect and no one ever feels perfect and everyone has hang ups and wobbles and and insecurities so it is a myth and, and it's I, I I think it was Esther Corrin said this don't compare your someone else's outsides to your insides and I think that's what 
a lot of the time I do you, you scroll through Instagram or you, you know read a magazine and you think oh I want to look like that or have that or be that but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors and it, it just it just you know it is it is a tool or a weapon from that has been created by the patriarchy to just always undermine us and always to destroy our confidence so I think the more people the more people are honest about themselves the more people portray um, diversity of beauty and 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 images of women the better because yeah as soon as we um, put things on Instagram of us looking a bit shabby or whatever people go oh thank god I feel normal and that's how you should feel you should feel a connection with someone and not have this sort of um, what's it called dichotomy between um, you know what is perceived as uh, beauty and perfection what reality actually is that was a very long answer I'm very Huge. sorry I'm very sorry You've got the patriarchy in there. Yes, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Good. Very Great. strong. Very all strong. Right. Okay, podcaster. And all the stuff you do around parenting fails, are people sort of tearfully grateful for that? Um, yeah, we, we so after the live stage show that we do, we have a we usually have a book signing afterwards and we sell t shirts and you know, basically five lighters for a pound, that sort of thing. <laughs> and <laughs> some discontinued shampoo, um, <laughs> some Paco Rabanne excess. <laughs> Don't be fooled next time, ladies. Um, and almost invariably, we get at least one person coming up in actual tears. And for some reason, they usually go for me, and I'm not even the nice one, so no, it's very strange. Um, but um, yeah, and they very often say to us that they've had post all depression um, or they've had just a really hard time um, you know and they say often at 3am they listen to us and our podcast in the middle of the night and it made them feel less alone and it and they say really flattering things like it's helped them through and they don't know what I've done, they've done without us I'm just I'm just reciting compliments yes now. yes um, you're retweeting yeah yes. and and that's amazing because if I'm totally honest that was not our intention <laughs> <laughs> was, that? was your intention just to be funny and this was shared subject matter what was your intention it was just I think it was just to have a laugh yeah, because really? when we started out, which as I say was five and a bit years ago, um, there weren't any podcasts weren't what they are now. You know, there weren't um, any parenting podcasts that were sort of trying to be funny. There was a lot of chat about how do you get your baby to sleep and a lot of American podcasts, but there wasn't like two pissed up British idiots just mm. moaning. Which yeah. is, you know, <laughs> which you two, by the way, welcome to the club. Uh, you're doing really well. You're doing really well. Uh, we invented it, but you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys are the OGs. We know, yeah, yeah, we yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. It's true. So we, yeah, so Helen and I met, as I say, doing comedy. And then we used to sort of meet up. And we sort of had the opposite of this competitive mum thing, where we had like, oh, God, I gave them fish fingers for the third night in a row. Oh, well, mine have been eating chicken nuggets since March. Left one on the bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. And we used to make each other laugh a lot. <clears throat> and I'd done like some tech podcast before. So I just said, well, look, why don't we just record this? and put it on the internet and and see what happens. And we never expected really to be doing it five years later or to make any money out of it and certainly not to for it to sort of touch women in the way they say it has. So um, all that's been amazing but unintentional. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all been lovely, a lovely surprise. And and I think that's that's sort of been the nice thing about it is that we, we didn't meet and go, right, well, we've got this plan to do this, this and this. It has all evolved really nicely. They Happy say, accident. don't they, that comedy is a very serious business and that it's mm. about pain and if you sip on the banana skin, it doesn't hurt. It's not funny. So, yeah. you know, so much of parenting is pain. <laughs> yeah. Like pressing a bruise. Even the love is pain. Yeah, exactly. And the, and, and the thing is that your children just keep getting older, so there's always... Um, material. Fresh material. Exactly, right. But it's sort of interesting. I don't know how Ellie feels. That, like, our podcast is 
slowly moving away from talking about kids all the time because mm-hmm. our kids are older and also we feel like we've sort of covered it and so people go oh no I'm not a parent we're like no please just come on the podcast anyway we just want to hear about your interesting life and it's more about experiences of, of a woman now and I think our stage show even though it's called Scummy Mummy Show I would say half of it if not more than half of it it should just be called Old Slags I, love that, I really, really think it should just be just called Old Slags yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is essentially what it's but about but I love that because you know, we don't talk about kids no. you know, this is an exception yeah, yeah. I love the idea you can say right we've done parenting it's done it is possible to talk about it and then put it to one side yeah Yeah. absolutely because it is all about female identity even if you know kids are in the uh, the wallpaper or in the background or whatever Mm. or shouting screaming but that but that how it's how we feel in relation to the world that's Mm. interesting now for me anyway yeah exactly love my kids as I do and I do feel bad because like we have people email us saying oh we've got this wonderful new book about breastfeeding and I'm sure it is an excellent book about breastfeeding and you do have to keep talking about it but I don't want to talk about it Someone else. That's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Else. yeah. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, we do think... have an episode in our back catalogue about breastfeeding and stuff. You want to do that? But, yeah. But honestly, I just I d- want to talk about you know Shoes. drinking and shagging. Really. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do so, what you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drinking certainly. Yeah. yeah. You know. Are there any mantras that you live by? Any sort of little mottos that flash through your brains, heads, <sighs> lives, hearts? Mine would be: if you don't, someone else will. So just get on with it. Yeah, yeah, and I I do feel because I'm so conscious now with social media of seeing what everyone else is doing. I'm like, just get on with it. Stop just thinking it. about it. No one's going to die if you fail. So that would be it. Yeah, yeah. don't overthink it. Just, just get on with it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Anything from Ellie? Yeah, not just mine. Mine would sort of be just who cares what everyone else is doing? Like, just I just don't, you know, really think too hard about other comedians or mums or I, you know, I'm just sort of. And I think that's come with being older. I think in my 20s, I was very much worried about what other people thought and what they thought of me and if they were more successful, maybe. But now I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to get on with what I've got to do. And, like, it will probably be all right. Uh, yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. yeah. You know, because, you know, sometimes... Well, the worst that can happen, you know, if, I mean, if you really went into it, is that someone <laughs> could get sick or die, basically. And, like, so if I don't get a job I went for or something that if we lose an advertising deal I mean who cares if another person gets it good good for them yeah like yeah it's all right isn't it it's all right scummy mummies thank you so much thanks for having thank us thank you it's been a complete pleasure thank you <laughs> you've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of the Midalt our book I'm absolutely fine is out now if you like what you've heard please rate review and subscribe and we'll just leave you with this thought a wise woman once said No. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling... We are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.